This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is presence enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. The year is coming to a close. We're in the backyard. 2023, goodbye. Another perfect year on Earth. Uh, flawless. I'm one episode behind on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I can feel my life just spinning further and further out of control. Oh, let's get into the podcast. I'm just thrilled to talk to today's guest because, well, we'll get into it. It's Emily Altman. Hi. Emily, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here and to talk to you. People have been telling me, no exaggeration, for seven years that I need to meet you or saying, oh, you haven't met her or you would love her. So there's a lot of pressure. Here. I, it's the same on my side, and also that like, oh, you, you go, oh, you, you guys would love each other. So there's, there's some pressure. I think we're gonna find out what other people assume about us right yeah. now. Yeah, whatever they think is gonna connect us. Mm-hmm. I feel like one of the early things was cats. Oh, like the musical or the oh, animal? I wish it was the musical. See, okay, so that we're already on it because I've seen the musical and I'm fine with it, but I am into the animal. The animal bit, itself. Yes. Do you have a cat currently? My beloved, fun way to start the podcast, my, my <laughs> cat, my beloved cat just passed away. This is the pet death podcast. Uh, so we're going to start with that, oh. but he, he did. He was awesome though. He's always, I'm always happy when he's brought up. How old was he? 13. Okay, that's a decent I think so. Age. That's when you start to think like, it's not like, well, he was so young. Like right. he was, you know, he was 13. He's like a like a 70 year old man dying, I would say. Yes, exactly. Which is fine. Which well, is fine. <laughs> what was his name? <laughs> Lionel Tenderoni. Oh, that's a lovely name. <laughs> he, I usually called him just Lionel though. But, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like uh, long cat names quickly become almost a sound. Exactly. I never used, I only used his Christian name, but I I did, do you have a cat? I, uh, my cat situation, I, I don't currently have a cat. I had two cats. We can get into that, but go on. Oh, I was just going to say about names that one thing that I do think is really adorable is when you go to the vet 
and they come out and they call and they use your last name oh, with them. Oh, so sweet. And it's it's just, it's like, you know, like Waffles <laughs> O'Brien and you're like, oh, I, I just, I always loved it when they were like Lionel Altman and I was like, yeah, that, that's his full name, it his legal name. It turns a little person. Yeah. Just for a minute, he's just fully realized as a person. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't, I had two cats, don't currently have cats. I'm cat sitting right now. Oh. Went and met the cat today, it would not let me touch it. Was it hissing and like aggressive or just running away? Shy, very okay. shy. But yeah. it would come up and smell my hand, which mm. I felt like was a nice move. I think it is. I think that's the first step. And then next time you guys will be best friends. Yes. I'm, I mean, I'm feeding it all kinds of foods. The person that I'm cat sitting for has three different things, wet food, Mm. dry food, and then something that's called Temptations. Oh, yes, I know about Temptations. I wasn't familiar with Temptations. They, they love it. I'm putting in a bowl like it's food for it, but it seems to be a treat. It's a treat, but it has a texture that no one can understand. It's, it's not what you think. <laughs> it's You know that some people use Temptations to put medication in, where I was like, but oh. it can't. It's, but it's like, isn't it hard, like a treat? And people were like, push push into the temptation and see. And I did because I tried to use it for medication for my cat. And I was like, wow, it's, it, it's eerily soft. I would see, I would have had no idea because I, you know, just grabbed a handful and dropped it in the bowl without yes. squeezing. Well, you, you should always squeeze it first. <laughs> kind of juice the cat food. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. I love the name temptations. Mm -hmm. I don't love wet cat food. It's a lot of work. Just sliding out of the can. Yeah. Doesn't smell as bad as dog wet food. Mm -hmm. But it's still, you know, I'm more of a dry cat food person. Now, Lionel's dry cat food, whenever it came out of his feeder, I could smell it. This is going to make me sound really gross immediately. But I could, like, smell it from the next room. And sometimes I was like, hmm. It smells kind of like McDonald's. Like, it kind of smelled a little bit like fast food. And I was like, that, I mean, trying to put myself into his tiny walnut brain, I was like, that, maybe that's delicious to him. Maybe it's his McDonald's. He must love it. Yeah. I mean, wow, I wonder, was it like a beef flavored or maybe it smelled like chicken McNuggets? I think, yeah, I think it was probably chicken of some it's kind. It's not a great Foul sign of for some anyone. Kind. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know that, I can't remember if I was loyal to a cat food brand while I had cats, but the smell was, I mean, obviously the litter box was the the big smell. The big smell, which yeah. Which, it's so shocking to me that we still have not quite developed a way to handle that. No, and when people train their cats to use the toilet, I'm always like, oh, well, that that's kind of a solution, except they can't flush. Yeah, it's just sitting there so in the toilet. So it's just sitting there, which I was like, that sounds horrifying to me to like just walk it. You can't just walk in. Or to have a friend walk have in and think, oh, in. what is Emily doing uh, here? Yes, exactly. So that, to me, doesn't seem like a good solution either. Right. My great-grandma trained her cat to use the toilet, but I that was before my time. I've never actually seen a cat use the toilet. I just saw like a video that I, I'm not like a on like Instagram where I was like, I don't, I don't know if I believe this, that the woman was like, when we had our toddler at first, like little Ricky, their cat, like Ricky was so jealous, but then he followed the toddler and did everything that the toddler did, including when he was potty trained, little mm. Ricky started, no, he, little Ricky didn't do that by himself. There's no way. What is, <laughs> that person has manufactured the <laughs> dumbest possible story to become famous. Well, I, I saw it then and I was like, oh my, is it really that easy? They'll just 
and then if that's the case, why don't they always watch all of us and just do right. everything that we do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Drive cars, make breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I um that is the one big sticking point for my boyfriend is the smell of the litter. Yeah. And so we're not currently one, we also have a large dog that I was gonna say yeah. love a, another animal. Yeah. So but at some point. Do you think you'll get another cat soon? Now I think Interestingly, you just mentioned your dog. I think now, since I am in a moment of grief, R.I.P. Lionel, I was like, I don't want to, I almost, in a way to like, kind of honor his memory. It's like, I want to get another animal, but I think I'm going to go dog this time. Oh, interesting. Just because like, then after this dog, I'll be ready for another cat again. But I kind of like want a cat space right now so that he is still the cat of my heart. Oh, that makes perfect sense. People should do that all the time. When, When someone gets the exact type of pet, I think... What are you doing? Yeah. What's happening yep. here? It's not the same animal, and now this animal has so much pressure and on it. And sometimes they name them the same thing. We've heard of that. Oh. I think that's like more of a child thing. It's like yes, we had but, like Michelangelo one, Michelangelo two. We had a. Unfortunately, the cats all lived outside, and this was the early '90s, so we went through some cats. But yeah. I think we had at least three Michelangelos. Yeah. But an adult that names a pet the same thing. <laughs> I don't know what to tell anybody. Uh, do you have your eye on any type of dog? I do, what actually. Sort? Um, well, the dog's breed is called the Klee Kai. Oh, have I you heard know, of it? I have never heard of it. Now, have you watched the Showtime docuseries Couples Therapy? No, I should. I that, uh, you, I think you would love it. It's okay. great, but in the, it's you know it's a docu series about a therapist, and she brings her dog to to like her sessions. Right, and the dog is this. I saw this dog, and I was like, I must know. Like, what is this dog? It looks like a not. I wouldn't say toy husky because it's not like that small, but it mm-hmm. looks like kind of a shrunken husky a little bit. Okay, I'm getting. My, oh, Annalise has got it. Oh, it looks a lot like a husky. See, I think that's you can't see the context of the right. It looks, exactly it looks like a regular like a husky, size dog, but it is like, but it's almost cat, cat size. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's very cute. Yes, that's the one I have my eye Klee-kai. on. Klee Kai. Klee Kai. Now, are you someone who will go buy a dog or are you waiting for it to show up in a rescue? I have looked at both with mm-hmm. them. I obviously we're not going puppy mill. We know that. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> this is a very pro <laughs> puppy mill podcast. I have two puppy mills. Uh, oh, you do? I'm a breeder. Uh, Let's just be honest. Well, I mean, I hear you. Um, so I'm not going to do that. I, don't, I really don't know. I'm just early stages of planning. I There are. For a lot of the dogs that I like, there are specific rescues for them because people oh, buy them and right. don't. So there's like, I also like boxers a lot. Mm, there's an so LA cute. boxer rescue. I like Shiba Inus, although oh. they're not supposed to be affectionate and I can't do that. Oh, they're not? They're kind of cold? They're supposed to be cold and that's not what I want for my animal. They look like an animal that would really want to like cuddle up to you. Yeah. They look oh. like they're smiling, but I, but people are like... The way that my Sheba shows affection is he comes into the room and sits on the other end of the couch from me. And I'm like, that's <laughs> like not a boyfriend enough. you're in a fight with. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like a withholding. To me, it's like right. a withholding person. That's the opposite. That's a cat. Yes. But I, I forced my cat, or I don't know if I forced Lionel into this, but Lionel was very, Lionel was a lap cat. Like, oh. I, if Lionel could be in a baby Bjorn, he would have been. Oh, that's very sweet. So I, that's my experience of cats, too. It's like, I don't know, maybe I bend 
animals to my will and just make them cuddle well, me. I think that's kind of what you have to do as a good mother or father. Yes. Just break the animal's personality in, until it's your own. Yes. Until you think, oh my gosh, I found the perfect animal for me. <laughs> but I made him. <laughs> have you had a dog before? I had, uh, growing up, we had a very bad, very scary miniature dachshund oh, um, who I love it. Who bit a lot. <laughs> um, and my sister and I used to hide on the back of our couch and yell to our mom, he's in the biting phase because like something <laughs> something would like click in his brain and he was not well. He was like not a well dog. Um, so I had that and then I didn't. I haven't had a dog in my adult life. But my sister had one that I was very close to, who was a boxer yeah. rescue. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, boxers are so loving. A mini dachshund that's snapping. I mean, I love it, but I've never had to own one. He was so cute. He was very cute. But I just love an animal with a horrible attitude that's threatening children, Mm-mm. just running around the house, biting ankles, sniffing mean. and snapping. Triggered in, in ways that I don't understand and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what set him off, but it was abusive. Oh, I love it. Do you currently live in L.A. or New York? I live in New York, but I come out here a lot for work. So I'm here like since 2016, I've been out here like half the year. So what are you doing pet-wise when you're traveling back and forth? Well, Lionel would come with me on the plane under the seat, which is part of the reason I was looking at like a Klee Kai-sized dog is because I'm looking at like... Oh, very smart. It has to... They've got to be able to jet blue under the seat. Mm -hmm. And they have restrictions about... Height and weight. Right. Ooh, some body shaming yes. by Jet Blue. Um, okay, interesting. And was the cat, was he okay traveling? Because I've heard horror stories. No, it was, it was among the more stressful experiences of my life every time because you have to take them out at security. Right. That's the, that's the big shocker with cats is like you have to take them out and there's like 300 people watching mm-hmm. you and... <laughs> Even a good cat might just lose their mind in that scenario. Do you know Allie Waller? No, although that's another person that I've heard a lot about. Okay, we, have a, we have a friend in common who's always like, you should meet Allie. She's wonderful and a big animal lover and has, and I hope I'm not misrepresenting the story, but I believe she was taking two cats through JFK. Oh, dear. And they, of course, had she had to take them out of their kennels, took them out, and they peed on her. And this yeah. is pre-flight. Oh, God. And then just have to get on a plane like that. Ugh. I'm very sorry to say that is not the first time I've heard that happen. Oh. I, I heard about the other thing that can also happen when a... You understand where I'm going oh, with Oh, yes, this. of course. Nightmare. <laughs> Which I... Yeah, exactly. That's... That's... That... Truly, I can't imagine anything worse. And then the whole flight, everyone like. Kill me. Yeah. Just, oh, that's horrible. I can can barely be on a plane just in perfect scenario. What do you do to pass the time on a plane? I'm reading. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of uh, mix, like if it's a LA to New York flight, it's basically I read until I'm bored. Mm. Then I'll play a little Nintendo. Okay. Maybe listen to a podcast. Probably do that while playing Nintendo. Some movies don't. I'm so interested and impressed that movies and TV didn't even make the list. <laughs> they do, they rarely make the list. If the flight is over six hours, okay. I, I'll look into a movie. Mm-hmm. But I need a lot of padding before and after the movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, if a movie takes up half the flight, I, I don't get to do all my other things. Yes. I need to just basically have a little playtime that's very structured. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I think that's what I do. And then I, you know, resent whoever's near me and think yes. about how much I hate them. You and, never talk, right? Or do you? Oh, I can't talk unless I'm forced into it. What do you do? How do you entertain oh, I, yourself? I re- I'm, I'm movie and TV okay. first. I like download stuff on my Oh, my interesting. IPad to right. Watch. You're not just dealing with whatever they slop they give you. Sometimes for fun, like on this last flight I did, I was like, let me see what they have on offer. But like I had already <laughs> curated my own selections, and that's how I ended up watching, I think, No Hard Feelings that like oh, Jennifer. Oh, I've heard good things about I it. I was sort of like, this is a perfect environment to watch this. Seems like an ideal plane movie. Yes. So that's mostly what I do. And then I also, I have like, no budget for bad magazines. Like it's oh, shocking sure. how much I'll get like five or six like Us Weekly, Life mm, and I Style, In Style, <laughs> truly whatever the versions of Us Weekly are. I get, I get them all, and I read. I always read them on the plane, and I love that. That's I. That's such a great idea. I obviously I read every cover of those magazines, uh-huh. but I never. I need to. I need to subscribe. Let's be honest. I did to Us Weekly for a while, which even close friends were like, "That you, that's crazy," and I was like, "I." But you mentioned. I'm just gonna say you mentioned Real Housewives just to yourself at the beginning of this <laughs> podcast, and I'm like, that makes me think that the content in these magazines would also be a massage to your brain as it is oh, it to mine. Oh, it goes without saying. Oh, yeah. I okay. mean, I would just love it. Ugh. Often it's the same stories in every magazine too, which is kind of funny. Oh. And the stories are, you know, they're right. nothing. But Now, what else had you curated for your flight that you ended up not watching? Well, sometimes I like give myself like, homework like you should watch this everyone's been talking about this incredible series on and then i download like six of them and then i look at it and i'm like i don't want to do that mm, right but i think i oh i think i'm still i still haven't watched and i know i'll love it um the new julie the julia child hbo oh i have heard good things I, everyone says it's great i was just like and I love her. What's not to love? But I'm just sort of like, I feel like I've, there's been a lot of Julia Child content in my life. And sometimes I feel like <laughs> as much as I love her, I was like, oh, no, we're revisiting her again. Okay. We have to about every eight years revisit, have somebody take the mantle of playing Julia. <laughs> yes. It's uh, an important cultural thing for whatever it reason. Is. Are there multiple seasons of that show? It's, season two is out now. And I saw like a massive billboard on Sunset today that was like Julia's back. <laughs> I was like, I gotta, I gotta see this version. <laughs> now, does it? Am I misremembering this, or did Julia Child was she like a spy at some point? Oh God, that re- that feels true. And then my question is, was it her husband? Her husband oh, work for? But I want then her to be a spy. I need her to be. Undercover. Okay, that's the next series. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> um, okay, so you didn't watch that. I haven't watched that, so I guess no one's watching it. Somebody is, and they're telling us that we we should watch it, and that it's good. <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, Real Housewives. I, I, uh, I save. Which and ones are you watching? I I get around to all of them okay. right now. I just came out of New York, <laughs> and I'm very into Beverly Hills right now okay. like I'm in but I'm obviously Salt Lake is amazing as well and I've got it but You've usually when I'm in one I'm kind of like focused on that and then I bounce to the next yeah I, people who watch multiple franchises at once I don't know how 
I feel like that's a, like a weird nightmare thing where it all starts to blur together and then yeah. you're seeing this person. It doesn't make sense to me. I need a nice focused watching the gals yes. and then I can move to the next city. Yes, it's almost as if when I watch one franchise, all of the other ones don't exist. Like I forget about, <laughs> in a way that I like, which is sort of like, New Jersey in the past has been my favorite. Atlanta has been my favorite. And when I'm watching them, I'm sort of like, this is the only real Housewives. But then, you know, then I see a new one that I love. And uh, Do you watch any other reality shows? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Love is Blind. I've never watched oh, Love. Oh, I can't Wait. recommend it enough. Is this the Netflix one where they're just like in a pod for a while talking yes. to themselves? Yes. They're in a pod and then... They go on dates in the pod and then one of somebody has to they don't have to, but they eventually someone proposes and then they get they head towards the altar together, but now they see each other. And will they like what they see? <laughs> have there been seasons where the person doesn't like what they see? Yes, but it's depending on your point of view, I was gonna say it's shockingly rare, but it's probably they just don't like that when that happens. They're sort of like force them to stay together. But yes, occasionally <laughs> It's very awkward and weird. Where we also you can tell kind of sometimes when they come out of the pod, and maybe one person is really into it, and the other person is sort of like, uh, like. And is that the end of the season, or do they continue once they see each other? Yeah. Yes, because then they immediately go to their pre-wedding preparation, and then the season <laughs> mortifying. The season it's it's the season ends with the <laughs> weddings, and you don't know whether they're going to get they decide at the altar whether they're going to say I do or not. And all of their families are there and friends. <laughs> That's wonderful. Oh my God. Yeah. This is very prison adjacent. Like you're on death row and we're following the whole journey. <laughs> yes. That is shocking to me. It is, it is. It's very, it's very intense. Also because I do believe that in the pods, almost like um, a psychological experiment actually kind of, I think people do actually project and have the like chemicals released of falling in love. Like people are like, oh, it's all bullshit. But I'm like, I think because of maybe the prison-like atmosphere, something does happen where people like think I'm really in love with this person. And then they try to interact outside of that. And it gets, then sometimes they're like, I don't know your last name. Like I, never mind. <laughs> but real emotion happens during okay, it. I need to watch that. I recently uh, dipped my toe back into 90 Day Fiance. Oh, which I used to love as well, yeah. Yeah, I've watched too much of that at one point and had to just kind of back away. I think that was my experience too. Like, I think I over overdosed on yeah. it. Yeah. And the episodes I watched recently, I was like, oh, it is still, I mean, it actually is way more wild than I can even remember. People just screaming at each other in front of the, like during the confessional things, like fighting with each other. <laughs> you usually uh, save that for like being in the wild, they fight and then they get into the thing. And yeah. this is a 90 day, but I, I'm shocked by how many people they continue to like how do you cast that show i know how are that there are that many people doing that and also that want to appear on tv i'll never understand it i don't know but it's a nice thing to just flip on when you're traveling i think so golden bachelor are you have you dipped oh, your toe no. into that? i've never watched the bachelor I like Golden. I think you might like Golden. What is it's called a Golden? golden. <laughs> you gotta As go a gold. fan. <laughs> um, golden, like, is it significantly different than Bachelor Vanilla? Well, it is in that the, the well, you know the conceit, right? right that it, right. they're all older. The tone and the feeling is just much kinder. Oh, interesting. Which some people have been like, I don't like that. And I'm sort of like, it's kind of it's kind of nice and an interesting different show. There's very mm -hmm. little like in infighting between 
and the stuff that they fight about is like sweet. Like I think your guacamole made my tummy hurt. Is like one of the fights between two of the two of the women this season, and it's like that's not mean. So I, I'm I'm enjoying it. I find it kind of soothing. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, because the brief glimpses I've had of regular Bachelor stress me out in an enormous yes. way. And seeing that many type of that person on television, I I don't think I could sit through hours and hours. Of yeah. That. So maybe I'll get into Golden Bachelor. I don't know. Well, there's something else I want to talk about. Okay. I was obviously very excited. I've been counting down the days from basically 2016, I think, <laughs> is when I first started hearing about mm-hmm. you. When am I going to meet Emily Altman? What will take place? Yeah. Will she live up to my expectations that people are building and building and building? So I was happy that uh, you wanted to come on the podcast and... I was looking forward to this evening. Did I say it was a night at the beginning of the podcast? The listener, I think the listener needs to know that darkness has descended on the podcast. Yes. It's deep night. A coyote could jump over the fence at any point. <laughs> Back to the what we're talking about. I was a little shocked. I was a little surprised when you came knocking and you were holding what from from where I'm sitting appears to be a gift. It's a gift. Podcast is called I Said No Gifts. I, I knew that. Yeah, okay. Wow. So uh, interesting. You're owning it. I mean, what else can I do at this point? I feel like I I feel like I have to own it. Egg all over your face. Oh, covered in egg. <laughs> Dripping egg. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. Should I open it here on the podcast? I want you to. Uh, okay. Well, it's an, a very interesting wrapping, uh, kind of a tissue with, oh, is this uh, Salvador Dali on it? I believe it is. And it says, lib it up? I think it says Hashtag. libertine. Okay. But I'm not going to say anything okay, more. Okay, I'm going to open this up. <laughs> In the, oh, yeah, the ribbon does say libertine. And so we're ripping, we're crumpling, we're ripping, ripping, ripping. Oh, what? Wow, this is a butter sculpture of turkey. I've never seen one of these before. Wow, okay. It's about the size of a, I would say the size of a hummingbird, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a turkey and it's It's a different butter. bird, yeah. So that's a little different than a hummingbird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me wh- uh, what's going on here. Well, we are in the Thanksgiving season. Yes. Um, and I just thought this would be, you know, a festive friend that you can have around. It also doesn't have to be for Thanksgiving. Oh, of course. Save it for Valentine's Day. <laughs> but it could be cute. It could be cute on any tablescape, I think. Oh, yeah. Easter's just around the corner. <laughs> we never know when Easter is. Um, wow, it's lovely. I mean, in, where do you buy something like this? It's, it's your local grocery. Is it? And I kept him frozen until I came over here, so... He's still. I think it's okay for him to be out and and chilling and room temperature. I'm just saying, if you at some point want to get him in a fridge, there's no rush. Well, I feel like I'm confused about how you're supposed to store butter, actually. Because I feel like growing up, my mom just had butter on a plate in the cupboard. That's what they do in Europe. They never put it in. They they just the European way is, (laughs) you know, the French. 
but yeah, so I I tried that actually for a couple of years. I got like the thing on your counter. There's like a specific, I forget what it's called, but it's like a little dome a for little butter. A little terrarium essentially. Yeah, but then I felt like, am I going to get some disease from doing this? And I, I, I gave up. Right. But I, I think it makes more sense to have it out because then it's usable. It's always soft, yeah. If you're pulling it out of the fridge, you're not getting that on a piece of toast. No. You're scraping and scratching. You're digging into the toast. You're pushing the, the <laughs> oh, pat and the digging in. The worst feeling in the you world. You might break is... through. You might break through the bread. <laughs> to just You're squishing the toast and it's got like a slightly cold butter on it. Mm-hmm. The worst feeling in the world. So I like a room temperature butter. I, I mean, I don't practice what I preach. It's all in the fridge. And yeah. I do a lot of baking. And every cookie recipe says room temperature butter. Mm-hmm. And so it's always me cheating or panicking. Yep. So I need to just be better about leaving butter out. Maybe this turkey could sit on my counter. I hope so. Uh, I wonder, is it just normal butter? It's, Can I use I this in any way I want? I really think it's just 100% normal butter. Interesting. I, I want to use this in a recipe. I don't even want to put it on toast or anything. Now, it's, I guess it's, if you had this at Thanksgiving, you'd be putting that on a roll. Yeah. That's what I sort of imagined is... Yeah, like the, next to the rolls at the Thanksgiving table. Right. It's been a while since I've had a good roll. Mm, I feel yeah. like it's hard. Like, when are you ever in a situation where rolls are presented? If they're on the menu at a restaurant, I I get very excited. Like Parker rolls. Oh, delicious. That I get very excited because it feels, yeah, it feels very like every day and yet we don't eat them every day. But right. restaurants usually don't offer them to me. I'm just, have you ever been to Hippo in Highland Park? Yes. They have a roll there that is just, mm. that, I would eat four plates of those rolls. Now that's what I want. I don't think I'm going to have rolls at Thanksgiving. I have Why a bad not? feeling. Why? I just have, a, I feel like people <laughs> don't we, prioritize rolls. <laughs> but you, you could get them. <laughs> well, I'm in charge of pie. Oh, okay. What kind of pies are you making? Um, I got a, what is known as a derby pie, which is oh. like chocolate pecan. Oh, I've made that before. Uh-huh. I didn't know it was called that. I didn't either. I learned this over the phone when I said, do you have a pecan pie? And they said, no, but we have derby, which is chocolate pecan. They corrected you. Yes. It was a, it was a cold phone call. It was uh, icy. <laughs> oh, so you're picking up pies. I'm picking. I'm not making it because I'm afraid of, I've never made pie crust. because I it wouldn't seems do, that's too hard. So high stakes to me. Yeah. And that's something you need cold butter for. Yes. So that's why you have to have some butter in the fridge. Yes. No, I'm buying the pie. It seemed like a decent price for one. My yeah. grandma said I should have gone to Costco. Apparently they have $6 pies, but I thought I want this to be a very good pie mm-hmm. rather than... I feel like a $6 pumpkin pie is not really what I'm looking for. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Pumpkin pie kind of honestly always sort of tastes the same to me. Even That's if someone true. was like, it's pumpkin in particular. I'm sort of like, yep, this is what it tastes like when I have it. <laughs> and I like it, but. It's just kind of wet and sweet and mm-hmm. it's all coming from a can. Yeah. I don't think anyone makes fresh pumpkin pie. If they do, I don't want it. Like I there can't... was pulp in there. I don't want that. Can you imagine the, the strings? <laughs> or <laughs> the strings. Oh, cutting a piece of pumpkin pie and pulling oh. it out and it's just strings. Ew. Going out. Oh my god. The in, inside of a jack-o'-lantern directly <laughs> into a pipe. And, oh no. I mean, now that we're talking about this, I've never been I've never really thought about the process of what how a pumpkin becomes whatever that is in the can. Because that does not look anything like pumpkin. Not to me. at all. Not at all. And also the 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 texture alone is like, how do we get? I ima- I always thought it was like, do they put like cream in it and 
foil and gelatin? Right. Or is it straight? Annalise, will you do some research here? I want to know if that's pure pumpkin or it looks like beef tallow or something. It's disgusting. (laughs) Marrow is in it. Lardo and... Um, I'm not a pumpkin pie eater. Not for me. I get. I have a, the one a sliver once once a year. Maybe I'll also have it on Christmas too. But okay. just a sliver. It's not my favorite. What's pie. your pie? Pecan I and love. actually chocolate pecan probably would be. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why more people don't put chocolate in pecan pie. It's right there. It's right there. It's a perfect combination. It turns it into essentially a round candy bar. Oh. Like that's when you when yes. you get that slice. Sometimes you're eating it and you're like, these are flavors that I only have experienced in a candy bar before. (laughs) Never like on my plate. Annalise? I just read a very disturbing sentence. So this isn't the disturbing sentence, but basically you have to roast the pumpkin. And then it says, once the pumpkin is roasted, throw the softened flesh into a food processor and blend until smooth. Easy. (laughs) I got goosebumps. Wait, does that mean that the exterior of the... Pumpkin is in the pie as well. I think if it the does. F- I think it's whole hog. Not the vine. Uh, tip Not to, the curly vine on the top. What did they say? Tip to tail? Ugh. Oh, yeah. Tip to... Is that what the phrase tip is? to use every part of the pumpkin? pumpkin? They're not putting the stem in there. They're, I hope they're not putting the stem or that curly vine that I keep seeing in my mind's eye. <laughs> the curly vine, yeah. That has little spikes on it. And it yeah. makes the pumpkin less fun. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, okay, interesting. So people are making this weird wet stuff at home. They're roasting, they're crunching, they're smoothing. Uh-huh. I've never had, uh, I feel like it's the sort of thing where it's like the natural peanut butter, wherever, you know, it's not like, as oh, good. Well, or it's ketchup fine. when someone's like, oh. we make our own ketchup. And I'm like, don't, because it's not as good. I had a fancy-ish ketchup with dinner tonight. And I, I'm now revealing to you that I ate dinner at 5 p.m. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And I was just like, give me Heinz. Exactly. That's what everyone wants all the time. This is, I mean, I, I don't think I'm the only one who feels this way, but when I have fancy ketchup, I'm like, ew, this tastes like tomatoes, which <laughs> is what it should taste like, but I don't want it to. But I actually don't think that's what it should taste like. I don't think that's why ketchup exists. Yeah. I don't think there was, I think it's always been like a sweet vinegary yes. thing. Yes. I prefer vinegar forward kind of like right. sort of like, a, yeah, it's it's a dressing. It's a I was about to say that it's American, but I, I don't know that it's American. Yeah. We wonder where ketchup came from. Probably Germany. Yeah. And well, you say ketchup, not catsup. Oh. <laughs> Have you ever met someone who says catsup? <laughs> no, but we know they exist somewhere. They, they must be somewhere. Annalise, what are you saying here? Uh, Imperial China. China. Oh. And China at one point was everything. completely tomato free. So you guys are onto what something. Was okay, that I'm not tomato. there yet, but. It's just pure vinegar? Pumpkin. No, I don't <laughs> it was, know. It was uh, the soft flesh. <laughs> Interesting. It no? was made with. F- Fish entrails, meat byproducts, and soybeans. Oh, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, it's almost exactly. <laughs> That's the ketchup we know and love. Yeah. Kind of a classic thing. You find it at a McDonald's or what have you. Um, okay, so the butter, the the uh, pie, the rolls. What are you in charge of Thanks for things? I'm actually bringing a dessert okay. myself. And this is kind of... I'm a little, I I brought this as a gift, but what I'm bringing, I'm going to my sister's for Thanksgiving and I'm bringing, do you know about the, the Baskin Robbins turkey cake? No, but I love whatever you're about to tell me. Well, I'm into, as evidenced by your gift, like 
food that looks like other oh, food. Sure, sure. I just think it's fun. And so this was like, I think an 80s thing that Baskin Robbins did. And then it went away because people were like, this is disgusting and, and has no taste. And then two years ago, America was like, we love it. Bring it back. And it is... <laughs> It honestly looks like it's got to be like 20 pounds of ice cream. It's just a, we're looking at a picture. It's just oh. a glazed oh. looking, it looks exactly Whoa. like a turkey, but when you cut it open inside, it's cookies and cream ice cream or any ice cream flavor that you choose. I, I went with their traditional cookies and cream. So they make it there at the, what do we call it? A scoopery and ice cream store? At the Baskin Robbins, yeah. They make it there. And you, you, I pre-ordered and you just go, like any other of their ice cream cakes. Yeah. Okay, I've had their, I mean, I love their other normal ice cream cakes. I hope it'll taste good like that. What's, what's on the outside that Caramel? looks like skin? Okay. That's it. But the one thing I do really like is that the drumsticks are sugar cones. Oh, that's very So you can break cute. that. That sounds kind of okay. fun. And maybe you get a little ice. I mean, maybe it'll be fun. I haven't been to Baskin Robbins in a long time. How is it holding up ice cream wise? I don't think it's very good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just was, I was like, by the time I get to the end of the sentence, maybe I'll, it'll land a little differently. Maybe I'll soften it. But I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, it's sort of the most basic, I think. Right. Not very junk foody tasting ice oh, cream. Good. I hate to hear that. Yeah. Because now we've kind of entered the salt and straw or Jenny's phase, which is very good ice cream, but it's unbelievably expensive. And, and also, I don't need the, like that's so artisanal. Like I don't need like lavender ice cream or no, anything. I no like McConnell's. I feel like McConnell's is they the do nice. It right. Yes. They have like a peanut butter flavor. Yes. Just give me treats. Put candy in there. Yes, that's why I'm here. I'm not here for my health. <laughs> no. Literally, I mean, like, I'm not to- here to eat a flower, but. <laughs> They, they want me to sometimes. Yeah, McConnell's is very good. But I uh, I actually held a birthday party at the one in Los Feliz a few oh, years ago, and then it shut down. So, so quickly. You I, got in there before it was only open so briefly. Well, it's because there were 19 ice cream stores in yes. that neighborhood. Yes. Only one, And I think only one is still remaining. Jenny's stands. Jenny's, because there was yeah. the other one that was part of that whole, what was that called? Um that like Steven Spielberg was investing in. Oh, and it was, they had a factory in Brooklyn. Oh, um, Ample Hills. Ample Hills. Yes. That was a, an interesting rise and fall of ice cream stores. Yes, they're, they're in Brooklyn, where I live most of the time. They are, they are back. They they're are, back? They're back. What? As in this summer. They came back. They rose from their chili crave. <laughs> um, and they're back to serve delicious ice cream. And I really do. Ample Hills is delicious, and I love them. Wow. So have they changed anything? They were kind of the wee work of ice cream. Yes. I thought that was... I don't know if you read... The same article I did, some long form. Yes, yeah, so I have retained none of the information I except for the feeling. Retained enough to say long form article, but then <laughs> what I remember chilling me to the bone about it was it was like two kind of just like creative people that were like, all right, let's run a, a corporation, let's like get it bigger and bigger and bigger. And then they got a certain point, they were like, we don't know how to do business. Like, <laughs> we don't. And sorry, we just signed a deal with Disney and That's Delta. That's the red flag. And like, they just started signing deals with huge corporations and then all the money, they, it just kind of collapsed. Interesting. Yeah, I remember when like Mickey Mouse started appearing in the store. I was like, something's gone wrong. Yeah. They have too many corporate sponsorships. Yeah. Or they're in bed with too many billion dollar companies. What's happening to the ice cream? Yeah. And then they all shut down. Yeah. Is it still the husband and wife running it? I think so. I think they're just starting all over again. Wow. Good for them. For, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm happy for them and the, the ice cream 
remains delicious. I'm rooting for them. Yeah, I feel like they were going to open an ice cream museum. Yeah. It was it was a little too ambitious. Yeah. Just make some ice cream. Yep. That's all. What flavor of ice cream is your favorite? What sort of stuff are you dealing with um, here? I love, uh, well, I do love, when you said peanut butter cup before, that's that's a flavor combo that I always oh, really yeah, enjoy. Peanut butter and chocolate. A cookie in there I like oh, too. Oh, a nice crunch. Yes, a nice crunch. I don't, I tend to like things that have another thing within them rather than like vanilla. Right, Or of just one, the one flavor. Right. Yeah. I mean, if I'm getting two scoops of ice cream, one can be the pure flavor. Mm-hmm. But one of them has to have some element in there that I'll be chewing at some point. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be a weird experience for I, me. If I have to get the plain flavor, and the, I, w- I, I do sometimes get coffee. I like coffee oh, ice sure. cream. A coffee or a really dark chocolate. Oh, wow. But the other things, forget it. Yeah. Get it out of here. I was just talking to someone recently about how much dogs love peanut butter. Is, mm. I wonder if... Like humans and dogs are the only creatures who love peanut butter, it seems like. It is because, you know, when you say that, I, I used to live in Italy and I spent a lot of time in Italy and they hate peanut butter. They hate it? They think it's disgusting. What? Like they don't understand peanuts in general. They're like, what the hell? But like I, I've said this before, but I was watching with a group of Italians um, that movie Meet Joe Black. Do you remember oh, that? Movie? I remember. I've it's never like, seen it, but but it's I forget why. But the Brad Pitt character, I think, like who's a ghost maybe or something. He's like always eating peanut butter, mm-hmm. and some of the Italians I was with hissed. They hissed. <laughs> they hissed when he ate it, and and like I've had Italians ask me like, "You don't like peanut butter, right? Like you don't." And I'm like. I do. Like, I do wow. love it. I think it's just, like, not... Maybe it's the way that we feel about, like, Marmite or whatever. Those, like, Australian... Oh, they have, like, sure. Australian I was thinking spreads. about durian. Yeah. So, I guess it's something you just have to be fed as a kid exactly. and you grow up with it. My dad hates peanut butter, actually. Interesting. Huge rift between us about I'm that. sorry. Oh, yeah. wow. But yeah. peanut butter, to me, just seems like it should be a universally loved food. I know. That's why it was so eye-opening for me, is wow. I thought it was, like, sure, I, like... Water, milk, peanut butter. Like, I thought it was like one of the classic things meal. that everyone, <laughs> that's all I need. Um, but it's not, it's not, it's not. I mean, now that you're celebrated. saying this, I feel like whenever on uh, Great British Bake Off that peanut butter gets mm. brought up, it almost feels like even to British people, like this kind of exotic thing we're going to put in the dessert, like yes. this unconventional thing. Where for me, it's like, I think that that should be in every dessert you make. I Oh my God, me too. I love at a restaurant when they are like, here's our elevated version of a Reese's cup or something. <laughs> I get so, they could just bring out a Reese's cup and I'd be so excited. <laughs> I was talking about this on the podcast recently about like, uh, if Cheez-Its were served to me at a restaurant, mm. I'd be like, I would be telling everyone about that restaurant. Like, it's an incredible food. And same with like a Reese's. If I, that- I've heard that Cheez-Its and red wine is like a very... <laughs> lovely seriously I've heard this and I keep meaning to try that it's like a very nice like aperitivo snack that the cheese in cheese it's like I I, I'm ready for that to be true and just saying (laughs) that it is even if it's not that's an incredible little piece of information I once held a like um, instead of a wine and cheese party a mountain doing processed cheese party (laughs) and let's be honest processed cheese is very good it's wonderful I mean unless it's cold Mm-hmm. Then I'm in hell. I would rather eat raw chicken than a piece of uh, just like an American cheese raw. No, thank you. God, how did we get here? 
that's the, always the question on this podcast is, uh, how did we end up with me talking about eating raw chicken? It doesn't matter. Uh, you keep looking at that bird I know, when you I say love raw it. it's chicken. So cute. Oh, interesting. Oh, well, I, that's what I was thinking. Is don't forget that this is a bird, too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he is cute. Now, what are your plans for New Year's? Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't I don't have Are you a big yet. New Year's person? No. I, I If something... Occasionally, I've been like done a trip with friends or mm. things like that, but I do not put a lot of pressure on myself of like, this has got to be the best <laughs> night of my life. <laughs> often, often I'm asleep before midnight. Beautiful feeling. Often. <laughs> Sometimes that's very comforting, actually, but um, I don't know. Maybe I'll do either I'll like be with friends and go on a trip or. I, I'm not. I'm not a big New Year's party person. Oh. Right. I think going on a trip is probably the best solution. I've never done that before. It's usually just bad party, mediocre party. Yeah. Or watching one of these insane TV shows that's mm -hmm. on. That's just like a bunch of garb, like a per true parade of garbage for yes. four hours. Yes. And then I go to sleep. Yeah. It's the one night of the year that I'm kind of okay going to bed before midnight. I oh I I go to bed pretty early <laughs> anyway, but I also. I don't mind just opting out of the whole thing sometimes. It's kind of fun when you wake up in the morning and you're like, it's the next year now. Like to go to sleep and I don't know. I kind of, I don't, I don't mind it. Are you a Halloween person? I feel like they're kind of cousin holidays. I, yes, I like Halloween. Okay. I like, I like the Halloween season and I like spooky and scary things. Right. But I think probably of the holidays... I like Christmas. I do. Christmas is a wonderful time. It is. I Just like it. There's so many feeling. lights up in your neighborhood already. My neighbors uh, probably, they must be like, oh, that man is so sad. <laughs> I never decorate for anything. <laughs> and my boyfriend's in New York this year, so I won't even have a Christmas tree. That's gonna. Oh. It's going to be just kind of a cold, sad place. You on, won't even get a, a tiny little Target thing? I don't have... Also, when you're all at home alone putting up a tree... Sometimes it's, it's not. not. It feels better to just ignore. <laughs> yeah. Yes, just shut it down. I'll see a tree in New York at some point, and that'll be enough. I um, But my neighbors are doing a good job. It mm -hmm. just feels like I'm like the one light bulb that's not working on the string. <laughs> but I only have so much energy. Well, I understand. Only uh, Did you dress up for Halloween? This year, I did not. Okay. I did not this year. I just wasn't... I wasn't feeling it this year. I did. I did enjoy seeing other people's costumes, but I I didn't get it together in time. I right. guess it snuck up on me. Yeah, I have uh, on and off years. Uh -huh. There are some years where it just doesn't matter at all to me, and then yeah. there are other years where I'm like I'm going. I'm excited to put on a costume. Oh yeah, if you've Feels got if there's good. a party that you're excited about or like an event, then I will plan and get very excited about it. But I don't usually. Th I don't. I don't do anything half-assed. No, that's not true. <laughs> Everyone I, says that about you. I, yeah, that's that's what I'm known for. Um, <laughs> but yeah, now if if I'm not fully planning a costume, then I just usually don't don't do anything. What was the last memorable costume you had? I really had a lot of fun. I I did um, flash dance, Jennifer Beals oh, in flash dance, and that was a very satisfying costume because I could get all of the pieces you need for it to make an accurate costume. Yes, and then it it just it was it was satisfying in that way. It wasn't like that kind of like janky version of like, who are you? Oh, I kind of this like, you kind of almost don't understand how her outfit is like so iconic. But if you get all the pieces, then everybody knows exactly who you are. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, speaking of janky costumes, I went as Mary Berry one year, and Aww. it was a thing where I it, I simply looked like a frightening man. There was nothing about <laughs> it that looked like a, an old uh, British woman. <laughs> Just kind of a cheap wig and uh, uh, sport coat or whatever. Uh, um, yeah, Halloween, butter. I feel like we've covered a lot of holiday stuff here. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to be back east for Christmas? No, I'm going to be, because my sister is out here, I just was like, and I'm going to be here through the end of February. I was like, we'll do all the holidays together out here. Do you have nieces and nephews? I do. I have a niece and a nephew, and they're who I'm thinking of with that turkey cake tomorrow. Oh, and I think they're going to. They're going to go crazy. I think for a child, like, it looks like a turkey, but it's ice cream on the inside. I think they'll be pretty psyched. Oh, they're going to go. They're going to be off the wall for that thing. Are you buying them Christmas presents? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll get them. What is the, your process like? Because mine is deeply stressful for my nieces. Okay, so I always, it's just, I turn to my sister and I say, what do they want? Mm. What is it? And then within that, I try to be creative and fun and give my little twist. And sometimes I might (laughs) add my own thing that nobody asked for. But I like to feel on solid ground and confident by getting them things that it's somewhere in there that I know that they actually want. What ages are they? Seven and nine. Okay. Those are still like fun toy ages. Yes, yes. I just, I ask my sister, but then I kind of ignore her because mm. I think, oh, I want this to be Personal. such a unique, incredible present. And then I fail. Uh-huh. Why just listen to whatever she tells me. I understand that drive though, because I want so badly them to open a present and be like, Oh my God. (laughs) I'm so moved. Thank you for being in my life. Exactly. (laughs) Like you see me in a way that nobody else does. Thank you for this. I want, I want that, that, that hasn't really happened. No, I'm, I'm personally just kind of waiting for them to be old enough to be excited about money. Oh yeah. When I can just buy a card and put some money in there and that's all they want in the world. Yeah. Then I don't have to get online and look for what chapter books are good for a seven-year-old, oh, this yeah. sort of thing, which is it eventually is satisfying if you find something good. But, mm-hmm. you know, I might get one of my nieces, the mouse and the motorcycle. Mm. I hadn't thought about that in a long time. I actually don't know the mouse and the you motorcycle. Don't? I, I immediately had a visual in my mind of a well, mouse I hope so. <laughs> driving a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing like Richard Scary style, but that's not what it is. No, it's more realistic. Okay. Uh, and as someone who despises mice and rats, this mm-hmm. should not be for me, but it's very cute. And then there's a movie, a live action movie where there's a little mouse driving a motorcycle around. Okay, that's cute. Who can ask for more? Annalise, are you familiar with the mouse and the motorcycle? Everyone's looking at me like I'm out of my mind. I thought this was like a universal It's just so bare bones that it's like bare bones description of like mouse and motorcycle. I was like, he doesn't even have a name? He's just a mouse? I think it's Ralph. Okay. okay. If it's Ralph, I I mean, wow, I learned one thing reading. It's Ralph. (laughs) Incredible. Okay. Okay, good. (laughs) Oh, I'm thrilled. That really stuck with me. And I feel like it's a whole series. It's a saga. Do you like other, do you like Stuart Little? Do you like other small? I never read Stuart Little. Okay. I read uh, a book called The Cricket in Times Square. I think that was That sounds what familiar was to me. Okay. That had a big impact on me. Mm-hmm. You know, you love to hear about small creatures In the big city? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stuart Little, though, I wonder why that skipped me. I don't remember particularly loving it, but it had like then there was a live action, and then it just felt like one of those books that like everyone's like yeah yeah like right. like Flat Stanley, which I do love. Did you you read Flat Stanley? I never read Flat Stanley, and the name of that is so scary. Why why does Flat Stanley sound so scary to well, me? Well, because 
if that story was just like one click to the left, it would be a horror, horror movie. What because, is the story? Well, he's, it's what you think. He's flattened. Oh, he's, he's utterly what? flattened. But he's like supported by his community and everybody loves him. And so they put him in like envelopes and send him around the world. And My like, mom did this. She's a kindergarten teacher. Oh, so she did the send yes. Flat Stanley around. Yeah. So I think I must have taken a picture of a Flat Stanley I think at the beach or whatever. Yeah. So, but that's, it's about, basically about what could be a horrific experience, but it's framed as like, it's fun. Like he can travel everywhere. Look what he can do right. now that he's fully flat that like nobody else could do. What flattens him? God, I wish I could remember. <laughs> it can't. It must just be magic or something, right? It's not like. There's no pain. A piano and there's fell no, on him. There's, or... Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know. Maybe there was a piano, but there's no pain. No pain. Thank goodness. Annalise. He's squashed flat by a bulletin board <gasps> while sleeping. <laughs> also, that? his last name is Lambchop. Oh. Lambchop? Lambchop. Why was he sleeping by a, a bulletin board? Well, I mean, that's what happens when you fall asleep by it's a bulletin over, board. over his bed, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm <laughs> bulletin board. Stanley Lambchop. Yeah. Flattened. I mean, that is kind of a scary story. That's... I loved it as a kid. I just thought that idea was so cool and fun, though, that like he could try, like he, I, a lot of it's about travel and how he does it for free. Oh, because like, interesting. he can, like, you know, like put him in a mailbox, put him in a padded envelope. Like he can go wherever and nobody minds. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I thought that that was like a recent, that book was a recent thing. But it's been it, around for a minute then. Yeah, I think it's been around for a while. Like when I was growing up, there wasn't the thing in schools where people were doing it, but I did read it as a okay. kid. Yeah, I feel like we read a lot. I mean, every version of the gingerbread man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like would go to the school cafeteria and get a gingerbread man or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not a gingerbread fan. Uh, again, maybe once a year I'll have... I'll have a small piece. Right, a bite. A bite. But I'm not consuming the full gingerbread product. No, no, I don't need that. Although they do sell... Have you ever had those little ice cream sandwiches that are gingerbread men? No, although that does sound good. I would try that. I remember those being very good. But again, this was when I was in elementary school. It could be a disgusting product. Like two men? It's two the, small gingerbread men with vanilla ice cream in Oh, the that does sound really... that. Com- see, to me then, we've got the ice cream to fall back on. So even if the cookie right. is not that great, right? I'd still, I, I like an ice cream sandwich, so. I love an ice cream sandwich. I'm not crazy about an ice cream sandwich that's made out of uh, fresh cookies. No. Doesn't work. I like the traditional old, like just the with the two like dark brown kind of bricks on right. either side, which those individually, what are those? They're not cookies. It's kind of like a Tootsie Roll situation where it's like, <gasps> that's not chocolate. It's not cookie. It's, what is it? I just had this conversation less than one week ago with someone <laughs> where the question was, what is a Tootsie Roll? And he was like, it's taffy. And I was like, don't just say that. <laughs> it's we, not taffy. We know what taffy is and that's not. But then we Googled it and it was like, it's a chocolate flavored taffy. And he was very triumphant. And I was like, that's not, you know, that's cheating. And you know, that's not fair. It's just not true. It's not true. Simply not true. I would almost put a Tootsie Roll in a root beer category or something. There we go. I, I, so would I. That's better. It's almost It's almost like more, almost like a caramel almost. Right. I feel like there's, I mean, maybe a suggestion of chocolate. Suggestion. Just the fact that it's brown. Just the fact that it's brown. That's it. There's not, there's nothing. Cho- mm, I want some chocolate. Get me a Tootsie 
roll. Mmm, <laughs> deep dark. I'm going to melt this Tootsie roll and put it on top of my ice. No, none of those things. <laughs> oh, my God. That idea is so disgusting. <laughs> also, mixing Tootsie rolls into like a cho- chocolate chip cookie. Uh, Imagine that. Uh, yeah, it's not like- toffee either. It's, it's not, not certainly not toffee. It's not toffee either. And I feel like if I was blindfolded and someone put, and I had never had a Tootsie Roll before and they put it in my mouth, I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm eating something related to chocolate right now. No, no. It would be a like a, it's like a nondescript candy in a bowl, like a hard candy. It's in the middle and you're sort of like, what is this taste? I don't know. Right. It's a nice chew. It's a nice chew. I like a chew, but yeah. as far as chocolate goes, it's crazy to me that Tootsie Roll is still in business. Yeah, I'm actually I, I'm actually happy about that. I kind of like it's like an old fashioned. I'm amazed that it is. Yeah, it's, I mean it's like uh, it has no reason to still be around. It's yeah. just not a cool candy in what in any way. Like Necco wafers. I mean, now that ones. should be shut down. Yeah, that's, that's you can't believe nobody ever liked that even when they were kids. And no, it's I have I'll I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's the taste of mother's purse. <laughs> Yes. It's yes, my it mom would have those at the bottom of her purse. I hated the flavor. The texture's horrible. It's, pow- it's like a powder in a compact kind right. of like. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like a gas. Yeah. You know, it's uh, not, it's impossible to say what form that actually is. It's not a liquid. It's not a powder. It's not a solid. It's its own scientific category. <sighs> They're still, they persist. They're still People, Someone likes them. And the chocolate, one of that, that is the worst flavor in the package. Ugh. I do like how they look. They're I'll give them very, that. That's what draws me in every time. No, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. The colors. They're stylish. <laughs> they're, they're stylish. They're like timeless. Absolutely like, I feel timeless. like they haven't changed the look mm-hmm. for as long as they've been around. Just gotta they be like, want to go out of business. They do. They're, they're tested. They're sort of like... We're not going to do anything. Let's see if America notices. And America's like, we'll continue to support you. I don't know why. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I don't even know where I would buy a Necco wafer at this point, and I'm glad. Yeah, there's a lot of actual, there's a lot of candy like that that I'm like, are those still around? And then they are. But I don't know where you go now for like a Fifth Avenue or an O. Henry. Fifth like, Avenue, I think, is that is gone. Oh, I hate to gone. say it. I that used to love a Fifth fi- Avenue. I, I felt that. <laughs> I saw it. You <laughs> nearly really, collapsed. That was one of my childhood favorites. It was I'm one really of mine too. And they had, I remember them having good commercials. Yeah. And it was, I thought it was better than Butterfinger. I thought it was superior to Butterfinger as well. It had more of a peanut butter flavor. And the chocolate on the outside, I believe, is like a darker chocolate. Yes. It was more sophisticated, let's be honest. I can't accept that it's gone. <laughs> I really am not having, I. Oh, wow. Okay. Score. These are ones that you used to be able to see at a 7-Eleven, and I feel like now you'd have... I feel like they're still around. You just have to go and find them, but I don't know where. Right. Mars, which is now just a Snickers almond, which is a shame. Oh, is it really the same thing? Yeah, it's basically... I think that they decided Mars shouldn't exist anymore, and I loved the Mars package. Yeah, me too. A lot of things that have just... uh, Mistakes are constantly being made. Annalise? It says the Fifth Avenue bars are still available. Oh, my God. It's back then. on Hersheyland.com. I don't know. Hersheyland. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but something makes me trust a website named Hersheyland. That's my news source. (laughs) That's my number one news source. Uh, They must have brought it back because I remember being heartbroken for years. I'm so glad it's back. I'm sure it's horrible now. It's a pet cemetery situation. Oh, yeah. You can't revive that. No, no, no. It's disgusting now, I have to assume. I feel like uh, 
And I, th- I could be wrong about this, so people have to do... You have to do your own research when you hear something on a podcast, of course. But I feel like a lot of Hershey candies are now like... I remember reading an article that they, can, they have to be described as chocolatey rather than chocolate. Yeah. Because they don't th- use yeah. chocolate ingredients. I think that that tracks because I think a lot of things like that we consumed as like, oh, this is chocolate. I found out later like... My Lionel, my cat, when he was a kitten, he jumped into a sheet cake that I had made at Duncan oh, Hines. That is the cutest. It was thing. very cute, and like he was like oh, and like had like chocolate. But I had never had a cat before, so I called like cat poison control, mm-hmm. and I was like, he's got he's covered in like chocolate, and they're like, what, ma'am? What is the nature Can of your emergency? <laughs> uh, they were like, ma'am, what is the nature of the chocolate? And I was like, oh, it, it's like a Duncan Hines like cake, and then there was like a pause, and they were like. That has such low levels of actual chocolate <laughs> that there is no danger of him at all having like, you know, they're not like supposed to eat chocolate, but like that kind of thing where it's then you look at the packaging and it says like a chocolatey uh, experience or like inspired by real chocolate. Was stirred by someone eating a chocolate bar yes. or something like that. <laughs> wow. They really burned Duncan Hines there. Yeah. Hmm. I was thinking about buying Duncan Hines recently because I wanted to put it on a graham cracker. The frosting? The chocolate frosting. Have you ever had chocolate frosting on a graham cracker? No, and that sounds incredible. Unbelievable. Oh, And you put it in a Tupperware and it gets just (gasps) slightly soft. Annalise, have you had this? I'm bringing a lot of new ideas to this podcast. I've never heard this and I'm 100% going to try. And I bet that would look, you could make it look kind of nice too. Yeah, you could make it look like a nice little thing. Like it almost came out of a classic lunchbox or Mm. something. Uh, But I think I've only ever had it with frosting that was made at home like my mom would, so i don't know if duncan hines would i do love the duncan hines frosting though. i have no okay. complaints about that so well, I, yeah maybe i need to get into it because that's a nice easy treat that i recommend to everyone and now i can't wait you to try both learn something it's incredible it's great because i wouldn't eat a graham cracker otherwise interesting i love a graham cracker just by itself solo well i'm not i don't find myself just sitting at home eating a graham cracker <laughs> I just mean in a s'more. Yeah, yes. in a s'more, delicious. Abs- it's got to be accompanied by a, a dessert thing to me. Just by itself, I I don't really. Right. Yeah, I don't think I I would enjoy it if I, for whatever reason, something went wrong and I was just eating a graham cracker. Yeah. I think I would enjoy myself. But yeah, what is happening when I'm just eating a graham cracker? That's like <laughs> the, you're given that by a preschool teacher. Exactly. I think of it accompanied with orange juice, which right. is like childhood like snack thing. Exactly. But it's not a cookie. It's not a cracker. Yeah. But it is. I, I think it was initially made as a health product. Really? This, again, I'm saying things that I'm... <laughs> I'm learning so much. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure graham crackers like in the 1800s, some, you know... You're right. I Mr. Think I, Graham. I think there is some crazy backstory right. about the graham cracker and Mr... Oh, no. I know what it is. The town where I went to college, Sylvester Graham okay. was there, and I believe he invented... He was the, the graham master. I think he was the graham master. <laughs> That could be totally wrong, but I, I that just came back to me. I don't know. Yeah, it feels like one of those, like a thing that would come up in like a, uh, like an almost cult community, like Oneida. Is that what it, those things are? Like, I feel like one of these like utopian societies yes. came up with a graham cracker, then they were all having sex with each other. That's just like the Kellogg story or whatever. Like cornflakes is has. I'm just going to say what's in my mind because it's not accurate and then we can look but it's like cornflakes were invented so that people would be celibate but there is something what? There is I mean that works actually that makes sense there is some backstory about cornflakes where it was like originally a product for 
a religious group that was like sustenance and then we've forgotten about its origins but then it's like if you look it was it was tied to some sort of cult yeah plain cornflake is the food of someone that is not having sex yeah exactly it's a sort of a monk's meal right yeah (laughs) horrible cereal (laughs) oh but I guess it goes on top of a casserole or something. Uh-huh. Time to play a game. Oh, fun. Um, I need a number between one and ten from you. Seven. Okay, I have to do some light calculating. Okay. While I'm doing this, you can promote, recommend, <gasps> do whatever you want with the microphone. I'll okay. be back. Um, I'm going to promote and say that uh, I have a book that came out this week, um, which is called How to Be Sane. And it is a very silly, absurdist comedy prose book. And it tells you it's written by this woman named Dr. Teresa Lawn, um, who says that she's a therapist and it's her self-help book. But as you read it, you realize that she's just batshit. And that's the book. So get it wherever books are sold. And I hope you have a laugh. Beautiful. (laughs) I'm so excited about the book. Oh, good. I I hope you read it. And I hope... It makes you chuckle. How long did it take to write? Um, all told, maybe about a year. I mean, I was doing other stuff too. I'm like, come right. back and forth. Maybe, maybe a year total. It sounds like such a fun thing. I think you. I think for a lot of creative, funny people, that you would enjoy doing that because you just get to sit down and just be a lunatic, <laughs> and 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 then nobody is like, actually, no, we can't do that. And you're sort of like. I guess I'm just going to do this until the end of the book. Okay. <laughs> really? Right. And so. there's not there's no worrying about budget or anything. It's just mm-hmm. anything can happen here. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's play the game. Okay. Um, I feel like I've recommended enough stuff on this podcast. I don't have to recommend anything. Get a graham cracker and a frosting. <sighs> this is how we play Gift Master. I'm going to name okay. three gifts, three things you can give away. Okay. Then I'm going to name three celebrities. You're going to tell me which celebrity you would give which gift and why. Fun. Does that make perfect sense? It makes perfect sense. Okay. The three gifts you're giving away today are, number one, a high-performance blender. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they charge a lot for the... I feel like you can buy a blender for $900 at this point. Number two, an abundance. So just, you know, this <gasps> they, they'll have an abundance in their life. Okay. And number three is a box of assorted dates, which I recently <laughs> saw as kind of a popular gift. Okay. Uh, you'll be giving them to Christian Bale, mm. RuPaul, mm. and Lily Rose Depp. Okay. Amazing. Up and coming. Um, okay, so do you, can I just repeat back to you? My of course. Option? Okay, so blender. High performance. High performance, high-end, high-performance, um, box full of dates, and abundance. Yes. And Lily Rose Depp, um, Christian Bale, and RuPaul. Yes. Um, what if that was the end of the game? I just needed you to get, remember. <laughs> ding, ding, you won! <laughs> um, I'm going to say, wow, my gut came in strong with abundance for Lily Rose Depp. Oh, interesting. Um, because I feel... I watched that very bad show that she was on. Oh, was she on? The Idol. The Idol. Um, And the show was very bad and kind of an embarrassment. And certainly I feel like in her personal life, there's been a lot of drama. And she, with her dad and all that. Right. And I, on this show, was like, she's a, I think she's just a good actor in there somewhere. And I'm kind of rooting for her. So I'm wishing her abundance so that she can kind of emerge from this weird period. And I don't know, 
triumph. Right, I right. want her to succeed. She's going to. She's Okay, good. She's absolutely going to. Um, Christian Bale, obviously, I'm going to give him the blender because I feel like he's always transforming <laughs> oh, for some enough. role. He's, he's got to transform. Maybe that'll help make it easier for him or his loved ones who have to like support him because he's going to, I don't know what he's going to change into next, but <laughs> you such know. such a perfect thing for him. Yes. He's always on some diet. He's always on some j- diet, changing his body radically for a role. No, and no one asked him to. No. Um, and then I guess that leaves RuPaul with a box of dates. <laughs> <laughs> I think RuPaul would, uh, would appreciate I that. I think also because RuPaul loves a pun and oh. like I feel like on Drag Race you know it's all about the puns and right. I feel like there could be something about like a box of dates like I haven't had this many dates in my house <laughs> since, since RuPaul I'll let you finish that yes. one okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that's perfect these are all perfect answers oh thank you and you saying that about Christian Bale reminds me that I l- recently learned that Joaquin Phoenix was trying to lose weight for the Joker movie and ate an apple a day for like six months. That's all he ate. <laughs> so what are people what doing? What diet is that? That's <laughs> that's not a diet. The apple diet. <laughs> there are one. other things you can have one a day. I'm having I like a can of tuna or yeah. something. Why an apple? That's so weird. I mean, Maybe I, it's because the Joker was like a little loony. He was like, I'm, what would he eat? <laughs> I don't know. And again, who knows if that's true? I'm th- I feel like I'm saying a lot of things today. I, think d- that I definitely are not- did. <laughs> I definitely said. I started talking about like cults and religious beliefs linked to cornflakes. I don't <laughs> really don't. I'm really digging deep there, and I don't know if it's real. <laughs> well, everyone wins. Uh, you did an excellent job, and I have no complaints. Um, this is the final segment of the podcast. It's called I Said No Emails. People write in to I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Questions galore. They're asking all kinds of things, hopefully. A lot of the time we have to tell them what type of gift to buy. Whatever. Will you read one with me? Oh, I'd love to. Okay, this says Dearest Bridger and unnecessarily rude guest. Okay, perfect for you. <laughs> I have been invited to the boss's house for a Christmas gathering, and I am at a loss as to what to bring as a gift. Mm. I was always taught that you should never show up to a party empty-handed, so the need to bring something is overwhelming me. For some backstory, I started a new job in August at an insurance company, having absolutely no prior experience whatsoever. I am very grateful for the position, but am somewhat uncomfortable with the invitation to said fancy party (sighs) because this guy has more money than God. Oh, interesting, Mr. Insurance. Other than the obvious bottle of wine or box of chocolates, what can I bring that says thanks for the invite and the job without saying I'm paid too much but also not enough? Oh, the layers. Any and all advice would be greatly appreciated. Thank you for the explosion, whatever that was in the background. Uh, your, yours forever, Jamie. Okay, so the first thing we should say is, I think this episode comes out December 27th. Okay. So Jamie's probably now out of a job. Sorry. A little too late. Too yeah. little too late from Bridgie. Jamie, what did you bring? Tell <laughs> them <laughs> yeah, we're a little we, late. <laughs> yeah, call in. We need to know. Um, but let's say maybe now Jamie has a full year till the full year till the next party. Mm-hmm. We could give him some hints as to what you buy for someone who, you know has made up more money than God on insurance. Right. What? We don't know anything about this boss other than that I guess they found Jamie in a gutter. Yes. And the 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 
the power dynamic is coming through very strong. Yeah, you know, like, I'm going to this very fancy party and that this guy, the the, the boss seems just towering over him. <laughs> right. I, I, but I was disappointed when he said, like, aside from the obvious bottle of wine or <laughs> because my first instinct would be like a nice food product or something. Oh, right. Like a nice and elegant, like if, if there is like a local, like an Italy or something like that, like a, a or a small place that makes like special cookies or something mm-hmm. like that. That's like a bag of wet pasta. Like a like a very heavy <laughs> wet <laughs> bag of cold pasta. <laughs> Slathered in, you go, in Alfredo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that that's not a bad idea. I'm obviously I mean, you don't want to bring too unique of a gift to this no. thing. Then you're standing out, you're putting your neck out there for the boss to chop. Yeah. You, you want to bring something maybe it isn't wine or chocolates, but it is a food thing. Right, because I feel like that's also, like, too personal is putting your neck out. As you say, too personal, like, for a second I was, like, an ornament. And I was like, oh, that's so embarrassing. Like, <laughs> no. Then they, like, put it, what, they're going to put it on their personal tree? I from their to think about you? No, that's too personal. Yeah, then the boss is like, does Jamie have a crush on me? <laughs> is Jamie, like, gunning for my job? Uh, and then the other thing we have to think about is that Jamie is complaining about their salary yeah too much and also not enough it's a goldilocks the too much part at the beginning is really interesting to me yeah what is the salary here jamie i mean if you're gonna you know vaguely hint at your money send us the numbers just just spit it out yeah we want to know <laughs> i want to know what people I are making for some living. numbers i gotta run some numbers here and figure out what's going on i can't answer this question unless i know your year's salary oh well yeah, I think a nice little food gift. Mm-hmm. Or, well, actually, I was going to say make something at home, but no, don't do that. For your boss, no. No, that then it's like the boss is going to throw it away. Yes. They're going to think, I don't know Jamie well enough to know what his or her or their kitchen is. It could be filthy. Yeah. Covered in cat hair or something. Mm. Um, so don't make it at home, Jamie. Buy, the, as we've said over and over, an ice cream cake shaped like a turkey. <gasps> That's yes. what you should buy. Yes. You cannot lose with that. Show up with that. Everyone will be screaming. Um, it'll overshadow whatever b- bo- whatever dessert the boss has thought of, yep. and uh, you'll be the star of the party. Mm-hmm. Or fired, promoted, yeah. all kinds of things can happen it'll in a job. It'll spice things up at work, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we answered Jamie's question more than perfectly and right on time. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie can't complain. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not my fault. You know, I get around to things when I get around to them. Yep. And you've just been dragged into a no choice of your own. <laughs> I've had such a wonderful time with you. Here. I, I just loved it. Uh, I, loved I have it. this beautiful butter, which I'll probably chop up and put into a cookie at some point. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'll leave it in the cupboard so it's soft. Although, actually, how am I going to measure this? Now, Does it tell you how much? How many ounces it is or something? Uh, how much each feather, maybe? You uh, can <laughs> <laughs> take each a feather beak. is a teaspoon. Uh wonderful time with you. I'm so glad to finally meet you. Likewise. You were not a disappointment, and you could have easily been. (laughs) Yes. Yes, that's true. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. And listener, go buy Emily's book. And listener, it's the end of the podcast. It's the end of the year. Everything's coming to a screeching halt. You've got to figure it out. You've got a few minutes. Uh, The ball's going to drop at who knows what time. Turn on Dick Clark or whoever. Well, it's certainly not Dick Clark. (laughs) Impressive if you can, because if you're seeing them. <laughs> yeah, then you've got a special ability. Uh, 
the podcast is over. Let's fly into a new year with all of our love. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by Ben Tolliday. And we couldn't do it without our guest booker, Patrick Kotner. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? But I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home 